Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, music team, for uh, the songs, your practices ahead of time, all of the things that you do that make it so that when we come here to worship, in the instruments playing, your vocalization, all that you do, helps inspire us all to worship the great God that we serve. Um, when we came back, yes, amen. It's, a, it's worth it. Yep. Um, my wife and I were away for four and a half months, roughly. Uh, we go to Florida, and then we come back. Before we left, Pastor Stan was teaching us out of the Gospel of John. And when I came back four and a half months later, he was still preaching out of the Gospel of John. And I thought, oh, interesting. So he asked me if I'd be willing to have the service. He gave me freedom to talk over whatever I wanted. But he said, you could just continue on reading and, and teaching from uh, the Gospel of John. And when I read what was the next part of what we were going to do, I thought, yes. This is what, uh, this, it, I could not pick a subject matter that uh, fits my heart and all of our hearts as we read it and we'll see what it is. But just as an overview, when we stop to think of the things that uh, Pastor Stan has been teaching us, remember when he taught us about uh, John the Baptist uh, on the Jordan River and he saw the Lord Jesus and he said this, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Remember that? Remember when he taught us that? Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Remember when he was speaking to Nicodemus, and Pastor Stan read and taught us, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Remember that? The wedding at Cana, turning water to wine, all of those wonderful people were blessed, <clears throat> but that was his first miracle. Remember that? Of course we do. Remember Jesus choosing his disciples and calling them. <clears throat> Remember the woman at the well that said, Jesus told me everything that I ever did. Could this be the Christ. She went and testified to the city of Sychar. They came out and saw, and they believed not. It says not, They didn't believe because of what the woman had said. They believed because of what they had heard. I like Pastor Stan taking all the parts of the gospel just of John, just working us through it. Remember him teaching us this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. Remember him teaching us those things. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. Remember him teaching us that? Of course you do. Um, what are some of the others? His prayer for us in the 17th chapter of John, his prayer for us, that he didn't only pray for those present, but he prayed for those who would hear through their words. So they shared, which we are some of the recipients of that. Um, 
You remember the triumphal entry where he said, these stones will cry out if these people don't do this. Hosanna in highest. That's the Jesus we have come to know and serve and love. He taught us last week about his death on the cross and all that took place uh, with all of the events that unfolded during that. And then at the end of that, we see Jesus on the cross and that he died. Remember last week? He died. And some asked for his body and they took it and they buried it in a tomb. Remember that from last week? Well, all of those events, every one of them, if what happens in the reading today had never happened, all of it, even if it would have been, even if it would have been preserved down through history, it wouldn't have mattered if today's reading <laughs> didn't happen. He could have gone down, and perhaps it was preserved, would have been preserved that he was a good man did wonderful things. He healed the blind. He raised the dead. Remember Stan teaching us that? He raised the dead. Wow. Um, and then all the wonderful promises that Jesus told the disciples. You're going to sit on thrones. You're going to sit on, each one of you will be sitting on the throne. All of those things, none of them would have mattered to you or me and probably wouldn't have been preserved down through history. He, and if it was, he would have gone down in history just as a good man who helped a lot of people and did some wonderful, amazing things. But um, it wouldn't have mattered. Except for today. <laughs> Except for the reading of today. The hope of the world. The hope for you and me, the hope of eternity rests in today. So we're going to read. Now here's what I'm wanting to do. To the best of my ability, I took the Gospel of John here, the reading that we'll do today. <clears throat> and in John, we read the resurrection story, but there are so many things that happened that first day that are not written in the Gospel of John. So I'm going to try, and Don is going to try to work with me, to weave all of the events that happened in a sequential order to the best that we can, we can decipher, pulling from all of the Gospels. Now, some of the Gospels, similar wording overlaps each other. So because of time, uh, yeah, because of time, <laughs> um, we will go through these things, and I did not include all of the stuff that, that were, was similar uh, in language, uh, but all of them were, they just backed up um, what I, we are going to take up here. So Don is going to pull up here. This is uh, the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, verse 1. And I'm going to just read through it. And then we'll come back and we will interject in this part of the story um, that is told, will interject all of the other things that happened before this time and not, I mean, before this time on, the, uh, east, on the, the first day of the week. So let's start. <clears throat> now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb 
early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. So she went, <clears throat> so she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen, the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on, which had been on Jesus' head, <clears throat> not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene now, <clears throat> but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one of them at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, And Jesus said to her, Mary, <laughs> She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. Now, picking up on some of the things that happened, in this reading, we see that when they came to the tomb, she came to the tomb, that the stone had already been rolled away. So there were events that happened prior to this in order for her to see that the stone was rolled away. Also, we'll read, or you'll see, that I'll bring in where that it sounds like Mary was alone here, but Mary wasn't alone. And so we'll, we'll pick it up here. <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is found in Matthew 28, 1 through 4. The angel rolls away the stone, and the guards tremble. Those are my notes. 28. <clears throat> Excuse me, 1. Now after the Sabbath... Towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary 
went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Remember Pastor Stan saying yes last week about the guard, the Roman guards, that these men were not pushovers. They were soldiers. They were used to taking lives. When Jesus hung on the cross, one of them uh, put the spear in him. While they were hanging on the cross, others of them drove the nails in his hands and feet. These men were not... Uh, uh, <laughs> They were not kind men. But I like what the story has to say uh, here, that there was a great earthquake, and this, this being in dazzling uh, apparel, the light that shone from him was like lightning, and that he rolls this, he's this stone away. These guards are watching this. He rolls this stone away, and then he sat on it. <laughs> I like that. Almost as if to say, it doesn't say he said a word, but almost as if to say, Yours is the next move to these, these powerful men. Yours is the next move. He didn't slay them. Uh, the fear of them just took them back and says that they fell like dead men. But when we see Mary and the other women that were with her uh, coming, they didn't see the angel standing on the stone, and they didn't see any soldiers there. It says... They came to the stone, and uh, then the things that go from there. All right, so we'll pick it up also again that uh, when I say that she was not alone, this is Mark 16, um, the first verse. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb, and they were saying one to another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, had been rolled back. It was very large. <clears throat> that was, and then we'll come over to Mark, which will add to this, uh, Mark 24, 1 through 3. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, so see the actually went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, when we read here uh, the account where Jesus, I mean, where Mary, uh, in, in the Gospel of John, when Mary had gone into the tomb, or it seems like she had, I mean, she had come to the tomb, and at some point here, she left the tomb and went to the disciples. But she also was with these other women. And so at this time, it seems like that when they saw that Mary, I mean, that Jesus' body wasn't there, that Mary Magdalene, she left and went to the disciples because of what she had actually had to say uh, to the disciples, which is in the second verse. It says, So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And notice this word. And we, so it wasn't just her, and we do not know 
where they have laid him. So we're going to read the account next here where we'll see that she left, she saw that the body was gone, she went to the disciples to tell them these things, she saw that the body was gone, but she did not give any indication that she had seen the angels, nor that she had even heard them. We'll pick that up, uh, we'll pick that up um, in Luke 24.4. While they were perplexed about this, Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. These are the women who are inside the tomb. Mary had gone. And so there were two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And <laughs> they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, so now they leave the tomb, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. So they left uh, after the angel had spoken to them. The evidence is that, uh, as we read through these things, that Mary had not heard them say this because of the things that uh, after um, she comes back and the disciples come into the tomb, uh, as we've already read, that Mary, um, it seems like Mary followed uh, Peter and John there, but when she got there and they got there, there, there were no Roman soldiers, there was no other women and the disciples saw these things. The disciples did not hear uh, or see the angels, but they left perplexed. We'll see that. So I'd, I'd like to pick it up, Don, on, uh, um, ooh, let's see, yeah, uh, on the 11th verse. So we see at the 10th verse that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. We've already read that earlier on. And then this is where it picks up on the 11th verse. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stood to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Now I know we've already read this, but notice that you see that the other women had already interacted with angels, but she hadn't. And you see the comments that she makes, the angels basically say similar things to her that she said to them, but she told, they told the women, go to Jerusalem and tell the other disciples uh, you know, that he is risen. And so we'll pick it up. Uh, she said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. 
And Jesus said to her, and he calls her name. I think this is so precious. And the reason it's so moving to me when he calls her name, she was the first one who actually saw Jesus. The other women that were there, they never saw Jesus. All they saw were the two angels. And he commissioned them, told them, go to the disciples. But this, uh, Mary was the first one to see, and to see Jesus. And um, he calls her by name. I think that's precious. Jesus knew her by name because of their interaction while here on earth. But when you and I, if we were to interact with Jesus... He would know you by name. He knows you. He would call you by name. He knows you as his son and as his daughter. That intimate thing, that intimate relationship that he has with people. He knew who she was and she did not recognize him. Somehow he disguised her. She uh, uh, surmised or assumed that he was the gardener. And whether she didn't look up in his face, whether the tears were whatever, well, for whatever reason that she didn't recognize him, it's unknown to us. There are other uh, interactions that Jesus had with other people, and we'll read that, and we'll see that, that somehow he disguised them, himself from them so that they didn't recognize him in, <laughs> until an event would happen. And then all of a sudden their eyes were opened and they saw and he said to her, Mary, and she turned to him in, in an Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. And, she, and Jesus said to her, do not cling to me. Because see, he came and visited her, but <clears throat> after what was done, he visited her. Before he went to heaven and spoke to his father. I think that's very revealing because of the work that Jesus had done for all of mankind. For all. His work that he did, as I said, nothing would have mattered except for this. The resurrection was for the sins of the, uh, of the world. The death was for the sins of the world. The resurrection is for the hope for all of us for eternity that we have nothing. We have nothing in our belief system that matters at all if this had not happened. The resurrection was the proof when he said, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it again. He had told the disciples when, he, when they were up in Galilee, which these women were there, when the, when the angel said to them, don't you remember when you were in Galilee that he told you that the Son of Man must be given over into wicked men and that he would be hung on the cross and three days later he would rise again? Do you remember that? And then all of a sudden, yeah, I do remember that. But how they couldn't, how they couldn't put it together, all of these things... I don't blame them for it, because sometimes God hides Scripture. He hid Scripture intentionally from uh, some people, that even the disciples, that they couldn't see it. I think even, he even hid it here that they couldn't see it. Because when the women, the, one of the accounts says when the women went and told them, they just, 
they just wrote it off. They just wrote it off as though it was just, they were just being silly, they, a vision. But no, this, how could they not? How could they not believe? You know, I've, even in reading this over, I just think, Peter, <laughs> don't you see this? John, don't you see this? Don't you remember all these things? But remember what they were going through, that all the promises and all of the preconceived ideas that they had that Jesus was going to come to Jerusalem, he was going to clear the Romans out, the nation of Israel was going to be again brought into favor with God, and they were going to drive the Romans out, and they were going to have their kingdom again, and they were going to sit on 12 thrones. And so all of the stuff that they had taken what Jesus said and put it into their own minds of how it would unfold, when it actually unfolded, they didn't, they didn't get it. They were confused. They saw themselves. You know what they had to do after this was all over? They saw their king. They saw their hope. They saw the man who was going to clean the Romans out, the man who was going to set them up in, in rulership. What they saw was this man was dead. They witnessed that they knew where, he, where the tomb was. It, some of these things you'll even see, that they knew the tomb because Peter and John, they knew where to go. So we think that John and all the disciples fled, but they didn't go very far away. They watched the events of what was going to happen with the body of Jesus. And so they, uh, when they ran to the tomb, they knew where they were going. <clears throat> but if this had not happened, all of these men would have gone back to their homes in their towns to face their parents, their brothers and sisters, their wives, because they had, they had been fooled by this man who told them all these things, and now it's bunk. They had to face that fact in all reality that this is, this is what they came to believe. <laughs> I want to say other things, but I'm saving them because there's another event here that Stan will pick up next week <laughs> that uh, I won't spoil, uh, I won't give a spoiler. You know it. I don't, I don't have to tell you what it is but, and give a spoiler, but it's going to happen next week. Uh, we'll read it because I'm going to leave that. It's a part of the events that happened on this day that I'll leave for Stan next week. But these men, they had to go back to the ridicule of all that they had come to believe, all that they had stood and said, yeah, I'm going with this man. Some of them were married. They had to go back to their wives. And here they had, they had sacrificed and given everything for the hope that this man was the king of Israel to drive the Romans out and to set and establish them as leaders in Israel. And so is it any wonder that they didn't believe? It says that when Peter and John left the tomb, they left and just went to their homes. They were puzzled. They were troubled. They were distraught. They were full of wonderment. What is going on here? No different than what you and I would feel. No different. <clears throat> so now we're going to pick up a story, to me, that is one of the most inspiring stories and when we see Jesus interacting with, with Mary, he was at the tomb, she was weeping, um, 
She didn't know where Jesus was. We're assuming that the gardener or others had taken him and placed him somewhere else. Just tell me where he is, and I'll take him away. And then Jesus speaks her name. But it was just a short window of time that they actually interacted together. It was short windows of time that the angels interacted with people. But the next account that we're going to read here are the two men on the road to Emmaus. And I think Jesus is so cool. I just think what goes on here is so amazing because he spends a lot of time with them because they were on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And uh, if I have my facts straight, I, I think it was about seven miles. It doesn't tell at what point Jesus uh, came into the conversation of what these men had to say, whether it was a mile, two miles, five miles from Emmaus, or, or what. Uh, it doesn't say at what point he inter- interacted with them. But they were walking along, and they had, they had uh, at, at the end of this, you'll see the things that they knew. No, I'm not going to give a spoiler. Let's read it, okay? Luke 24, we'll pick it up at 13. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. <laughs> I, like, I like this. Because when you, when you stop to think, remember Jesus on the cross? They'd stripped his clothes off him. They'd given him a, 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 a scarlet robe. They're all stained in blood. They had taken him, put him in the tomb, wrapped him in these rags, and then that was Jesus. When Jesus uh, comes, uh, rises from the dead, when he interacts with them, I don't believe that he was clothed in a scarlet robe. That he had taken the rags that he was wrapped in, in the face cloth, and put them aside. But Jesus was clothed. When he came to walking on the road with, uh, with these uh, disciples, they were. Um, but when he was walking on the road, he was clothed. He disguised himself from them so that they didn't recognize him, or they didn't even recognize uh, his voice. And as we read down through here, we'll see that these men knew Jesus very well. They were disciples. They weren't some of the main disciples like like the chosen 12, but they were disciples of Jesus. We'll, We'll see that. But Jesus was clothed. And I think, where'd he get his clothes? You ever wonder about that? Where did he get his clothes? Uh, did, he, did he have a stash somewhere that the angels brought to him? Where did he get his clothes? But just some of those things we don't know about, but my head wonders about. That's just the way I'm made. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so 15, we'll pick that up. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went, went with them, but their eyes were kept were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. 
Then one of them, named Clopas, answered, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in this day? You notice what it says? They were walking along conversing. This stranger comes and starts walking. Well, what is it that you're talking about? It says they actually stopped. What? Are you the only person in all, all Jerusalem that doesn't know the events that have happened here? They stopped just like you and I would in wonderment of all these things that were... That were but you know what? It wasn't spread about through all of, Ju- all of Jerusalem. But there were things that happened that, to, that the uh, disciples knew about, that Mary and the, and the women had told them about. And watch, his, <laughs> but I like this. They actually stopped and said, <laughs> and they stood still, middle of the 17th. And they stood still looking sad. Then one of them named Clopas answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, playing dumb, what things? <laughs> Jesus, you are so cool. You are just so cool. What things? <laughs> the greatest event that happened in the history of the world, and Jesus is kind of teasing them a little bit. What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, the man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hope that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back, they came back saying that he had even uh, that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. <laughs> some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. And then Jesus speaks. And these next words that he says, you realize he was playing dumb. He was, he was just, no, I want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from you. What did you hear? What did you see? What did you believe? I want to hear it from you. <clears throat> And this is what Jesus said, 25. And he said to them, Oh, foolish ones. <laughs> I move because I see myself right there. I see myself with the doubts, but also with the wonderment, with the excitement, with the amazement. I see myself right there. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village. So now he's opening scripture to them. He's sharing to oh. Foolish men are slow of heart to believe. Don't you know the scriptures? And maybe they didn't, you know. The, 
How many of you have a Bible? How many of, uh, of you have this record in your Bible? How many of you have more than one Bible? Two? Three? Anybody have three? Four? Five? Six? Yeah, just, yeah, many of you waving your hand. They didn't have these things. It seems like they were taught a lot of these things because a lot of the things that Jesus said, they knew from Scripture because they give, wit- they give witness to, do- to this. So 28th verse, Jesus is kind of cute here again. Um, so they drew near to the village to which they were going, and he acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So this stranger that meets them on the way, they <laughs> were amazed what he didn't know, and then they were amazed at what he did know. And so now they're taking this stranger and said, oh, why don't you come in and stay with us? I like that hospitality factor. I like how hospitable they were. Don't, you don't, there's no need to go any further. Come and stay with us. It says, but they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us. For it is towards evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and... (laughs) I know it's coming, and so do you. (laughs) He took the bread and blessed and broke it, and he gave to them. And... You get it, don't you? And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. So here the stranger coming to the table, they were going to feed him, so he took the bread, and he took and broke it, and then he gave a, broke a piece off, and he handed it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew who he was, and he vanishes out of their sight. He's gone. I think Jesus, as I said earlier, he is so cool. (laughs) He vanished out of their sight. And notice um, what they do next. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us? (laughs) I'm sorry. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures, and they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those that were with them together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. So they enter this room where these are, and they say, Hey, 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 while you were gone, there's something's happened. What discovered Peter? And now when you read through the accounts here, all, it says here um, that, uh, I'm sorry, my wife just looked at the clock. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> but, but here they are. <clears throat> They're so excited because other things happened while Jesus and the, 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 the two were on the way to Emmaus were happening. Um, they, they said that Jesus had appeared to Simon. Now, it doesn't show anything where that or tell exactly at what point Simon, that he revealed himself to Simon. It just says that he revealed himself to Simon. 
It doesn't say how it happened. It doesn't say what it was that happened. But Jesus came and uh, interacted with Simon, but there's no, there's no record of what it was. And so, but they were still excited for this because when those two men came in, the Lord has risen indeed, indeed and appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how that he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, I want to tell you what next happened, but this is for Stan. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you hanging right there. But the beautiful thing of it is that we know is that our Lord and Savior, he interacted with the people. The angels interacted with the people. <clears throat> that morning, because as I said, nothing preceding this that Stan has taught us all about would matter if it wasn't for this morning. This is where the hope that you and I have for eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we have a song that uh, I want to have in closing, so if our music team would come up. And it uh, reveals so much to us. But they'll sing the song, and I'd like to come up and just pray uh, for us all uh, after the fact, that um, before we leave. <clears throat> Praise our wonderful Savior. Amen. Praise the King of Kings, Amen. who, because of the resurrection... The promises that he gave, that it also gives us the promise of his return. It also gives us the promise of his welcoming us into the kingdom of God, where we won't just know it by faith. We won't just know it by reading it in scripture. We won't just know it by the hope that we cling to and hold to. We will see it. Face to face, we'll see it. And just as we look at each other right now, as we look at each other here, someday we will see it. And we may not be speaking a word, but we'll be there. And our eyes will meet. Our eyes will meet. We're here. We're here. We made it. The promises that he gave to us are sure they are secure. They belong to every believer who accepts Jesus as their Savior. If any of you that sit in this room, or if there are any who are out there listening within the sound of my voice uh, through uh, electronic media, if you don't know this Jesus, explore him. Find out just how cool he is. Father, will you bless us? I can't come asking for a blessing, Father, without coming with a grateful heart first for your loving kindness to all of us. Thank you that the truths, truths of these words have been preserved for us, that it doesn't end at the, bury, the burial of Jesus placed in a tomb with a stone rolled in front and sealed and we go to it and know that this wonderful man who did wonderful things is on the other side of that stone. You're not. You said, I go to my Father and to your Father, to my God 
and to your God. I love what Stan taught to us also, where that day when Jesus died, that the, the veil in the temple separating God, which was called the Holy of Holies, that veil was torn from top to bottom, giving us access to the Father through the death of Christ on the cross and through the resurrection. Thank you, Father, for your loving kindness to us. Bless us as we go out. Help us to go out reveling and remembering these promises uh, to us. Help us to go out (laughs) and sharing these things with others as believers. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Courage to every one of you. God bless you as we go and live reveling in these facts that are ours. Thank you for being here today. God bless.